speak to Jill Rutter, Senior Research Fellow at UK in a Changing Europe. Morning, Jill. Good morning. Um, people were putting chance of a deal this week, maybe sort of 60-40, 50-50. Where do you think we stand at the moment? I think you can never know because it's not done till it's done. And there's always a possibility, as we've been hearing overnight, that somebody uh, on one side or the other suddenly takes a look at the detail of the text or thinks it's a good chance to just ask for a bit more and it can all go pear-shaped. But um, but both sides are still briefing. They want a deal. Um, the you know, press today, the Times, uh, James Forsyth, he's a columnist on the Times. He's also married to the Prime Minister's spokesperson. He's saying Monday is the day a deal will be done. So let's right. uh, so so that's, that's, that's what number 10 thinks to That's do. a fairly decent source, isn't it? It's really hard to know, I think, if you're a, a Five Live listener waking up this morning, whether all these noises we're getting out, the government briefing saying, oh, the EU are suddenly asking for more stuff and erecting harder lines, whether this is all last minute theatrics. Or, or genuine negotiating obstacles? They're probably, probably genuine because there have been really difficult issues. And what we have to remember is we focus a lot about the domestic politics here. You know, can Boris Johnson sell this to his very Eurosceptic backbenchers, many of whom think actually it would be loads better just to leave the EU with no deal. And yeah, maybe very reluctant to see him compromise on things. There's a lot of domestic political interests at stake in EU countries, particularly some of those northern EU countries, uh, France, Belgium, Denmark, uh, Germany, who actually you know need to persuade their electors as well that they haven't sold out to the stroppy Brits. So, um, so you know, there's that going on. The French uh, have talked a good game to their fishermen that they won't sacrifice the interests of their fishermen. Interestingly, the French Prime Minister yesterday seemed to be doing a bit of softening up that things would change. The French originally said they wouldn't give anything away for their fishermen. So so they'll need to be able to show that they've sort of fought to the last as well for their interests. So we've got to remember that there's sort of theatrics on both sides. But there also have been, throughout these negotiations, these big sort of sticking points of difference. The issue about fish, economically really quite small, unless you're in one of those uh, you know few big fishing communities, but politically incredibly symbolic, and that big issue of you know does the UK sign up to rules that the EU think is necessary to protect the single market or. Do the EU think they've really given away access, their big prize, the single market, tariff-free, quota-free, and the Brits can go off and diverge and, yeah, get a better deal maybe than member states? Mm. Um, You mentioned fishing there. We know basically 95% of this deal has been done. An enormous legal text has been written, something like 800 pages. So broadly speaking, the deal is there. But the old cliche, nothing is agreed until everything is agreed. So is it just fishing now? I think there's a bit of stuff still around level playing fields, enforcement of all of this. Yeah, I think, I mean, fishing, though, fishing actually is the UK's strongest card. It's always been the UK's strongest cards because in no deal, all those waters revert to the UK and European fishermen are quite dependent on access to those waters. So that's always been a really, really strong card. uh, I think probably the more substantive arguments are on uh, level playing field because that's where you really get two big principles coming up against each other. You get the UK's principle that actually Brexit's all about taking back control. Remember that big mantra right from the start, taking back control of our sort of money, borders and laws. Uh, So, 
yeah, this is really uh, not not necessary that we want to do things that would actually break uh, break what the Europeans want to see and cause trade problems, but that we want the right to diverge and set our own policies. So it's a big, big issue of sticking point for uh, David Frost and Boris Johnson uh, against the EU who are saying, well, the UK can't just go off and pour money into firms that compete with our firms or yeah, undercut us on environmental or social standards and a bit suspicious that the government's got a big deregulation agenda waiting around the corner, uh, even though we've not heard much about that. So uh, so those are the big issues. And I think they're worried that, you know, you might agree something in haste. You know, remember, probably not the best circumstance to do it where you're being fueled on pizza and sandwiches and, frankly, a very grim conference room in the Department of uh, Business that they're all meeting in, uh, and then you regret over the next year. So the EU wants to be assured that actually it's not signed things away and then find that actually it might think it's got commitments from the UK, but it's got no way of making them binding on the UK. And that's why they seem to be focusing quite a lot on enforcement. Uh, so many deadlines have been passed. Is there a deadline still? Clearly, January the 1st is the ultimate deadline. But if this is going to be passed into UK law, there is a process that needs to be followed, isn't there? Yeah, we've sort of assumed that it's relatively easy to get it through in the UK. Um because ultimately Boris Johnson can call on a majority of 80 and it looks as though Labour will say if it's deal or no deal, they're not going to force the UK into no deal over you know, what they might regard as a really pretty poor deal. So I think we don't have to worry too much, though there are some logistics to get through. Uh, the government has said it will need some form of primary legislation. Some of us are trying to work out exactly why, but they may have commitments they need to legislate for before it comes into the deal. The European Parliament has said it doesn't want to be bypassed on that, uh, that it needs to give its consent to the agreement. Um, they've already talked about possibly having a special session uh, between Christmas and New Year to ratify the deal. It may be that we end up in a process that the EU calls provisional application, which means that, uh, that basically they sort of go ahead and apply parts of the deal anyway before they've gone through their full ratification processes. So the deadline could run a bit more yet, but you're right. I mean, it's not just that it's sort of 800 pages, it's 800 pages of detailed, if it's only that long, of detailed legal text. The EU needs to translate it into all the EU's official languages. There's lots of stuff going on about President Macron needing to read it in French. That's actually a sort of requirement they translate it into community languages. I think President Macron is perfectly capable of reading it in English. But, uh, um, but you know, there are loads of processes to go through and time really is getting extremely short. The other thing that we have is the UK is about to lob a few more grenades at the EU on Monday and Tuesday next week. Because remember, the EU has said that it hates that internal market bill, the bill that uh, overrides part of the Northern Ireland withdrawal agreement. That comes back to the Commons on Monday scheduled to do that. And then I think on Tuesday, we have uh, the government introducing an actually even more threatening uh, bill about the Northern Ireland withdrawal agreement, the uh, taxation end of transition bill, which will impose the UK's definition of uh, what goods at risk travelling into Northern Ireland are to try and avoid having to apply tariffs in no deal to goods, say, being moved by a supermarket to its Northern Ireland branches. So uh, 
So the EU would regard that as a further big, big sign that the UK was not a sort of good person to do business with. So it, it would help everybody if there's a deal to be done, that it's done before we get to Parliament on Monday afternoon. Right. Well, we wait to see. The clock is definitely ticking. Thank you very much. That'll be some weekend for those involved in the negotiations here.